0: Welcome to episode 103 of the Kraken pod from frosty South Louisiana. This is a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. In your Kraken reaction, the streak is over, but the vibes are still high and aggressive, and I love it. Should Joey have started in net? Joey Cirillo? We'll discuss NHL News, is Connor Bedard already back? Which goalie has requested a trade? This might be my most favorite no-dumb question of all time. There's so many answers. What happens to all the hats thrown on the ice after a hat trick? And our three stars of the week. What's going on in our lives that we rank one to three? We will explain. In this episode of The Kraken Pod, it's episode
1: 103. Let's go!
0: What's up? Sorry, I got really loud at the end there. My name is Jeff Janusic.
1: This is my friend and co host, Joey Cirillo. How are you? Um, I'm doing good, man. I'm admiring your facial hair. What's going on right now? That's very, it's very like meticulous. Like you, it's very clean, like the 40 year old virgin. Like, do you think this happened by accident? Like, dude, you're looking on point. I am going opposite. I'm going no. like fucking mountain man. I haven't shaved, I haven't cleaned anything up or anything like that.
0: I, uh, i need to like i had a meeting yesterday a really big meeting which went well for work nice Congrats. and uh, i'll talk to you about it off uh off air okay i might, I have, I might have you come be an influencer at something i um, hate that word but sure
1: i know sorry
0: well, yeah, that's, just, <laughs> that's what they understand i'm like i'm people. a guy with a social media account i'm not yep, fucking trying so to influence anybody really cool sporting event that i have access to which
1: um I'm working on. So that's kind of no. Neat. Anyways, is I the Masters Master's party got real. No, you would be doing backflips. You would not be able to continue. You'd be going nuts. Master's party
0: is happening for sure. You are invited for sure. Don't have a date for it yet because we haven't moved into the damn house yet. We haven't sold this one, but no, no you it's not a- it
1: moved from the house. The driveway video of your son playing hockey was from the technically old driveway now. I'll discuss in, okay. in the three stars of the
0: week, selling a house is just, we're we're lucky where we're at in, right now, but like at the same time, it's crazy. But uh, long story short is no, it's a golf event, Joey, um, in Ooh. New Orleans, which is pretty neat and good and okay. fun. So uh, just keep your fingers crossed. Nothing's happened officially yet. Anyway, I had a big meeting yesterday and I actually <laughs> shaved and trimmed the beard, okay. got a haircut. And also, too, since um, uh, which we're both wearing our crack our kraken beanies, uh-huh. uh, which have been gifted to us by a uh, member of the kraken pod. Yes, and it just accents my beard, which is yeah, it's Melissa.
1: Not- you forgot for a second. You're trying I to sh- think of sure. her. it. How do we Hanzo. say her last name? Podizwa. 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 Because you're a Januzek. Come on, man.
0: Dude,
1: I'm 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 It's Melissa Pond Hockey. Her last name is Pond.
0: I'm I'm lucky. I'm actually here today. So yeah, no thanks, dude. It's a it's awesome. It's been an awesome morning. Um, it's freezing cold here in Louisiana. A cold yes. snap has hit in South Louisiana. I was hoping to wake up to, to snow. We did not get any snow.
1: That's not happening. We just get cold with no benefit. Yeah, well, the uh,
0: one thing that stinks is, and it's true, is like, you know, those those signs, like in the South, is there's, there's signs, and I guess everywhere there's signs that say, you know, bridge may ice in cold weather, that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of bridges did ice up. Um, I had a friend um, this morning that had to go to the airport at like three, he had to get out, he had an early morning flight and he was on the twin span coming through slide L Uh and apparently everything froze as he was on it. And people started skidding and slamming into guardrails. And, uh, so long story short is what goes on in the South, you know, grew up in Michigan, but in the South, and I lived in Arkansas, I've been in Louisiana now for 10 plus years Uh is they don't, they don't have, they're not prepared to deal with the cold because it rarely happens to where there's snow or ice. So the way they handle things is they just shut down like schools and some businesses close. I mean, everything's really open over here. So basically like kids have no school today. Um, Some offices are closed. It's just easier because some bridges were frozen. Um, You know, so it's just easier to say, Hey, look, we're just going to shut down the city. We don't have plows. We don't have salt. We don't deal with this. Let's just, you know, this is what it is.
1: This is where I hard disagree with Louisiana. Now, Anything involving bridges, I agree with, right? I mean, like we have the Causeway Bridge that I won't go into, you know, geography uh, podcast here, but we have the Causeway, like longest continuous bridge running over water, right? So you obviously don't want anybody driving on that because I mean, you're driving over water for a solid 30 minutes. Jeff, you traverse that bridge almost daily. Um, yep. I understand why that gets shut down. As someone who, like you, is also from the north, having the state essentially shut down, like schools shut down, a lot of businesses, et cetera, legitimately, sincerely, just because it's cold outside to me, I will never understand and I think is fucking absurd. It's insane. If I were a parent, I would be going ballistic. Like, oh, my kids, I'm stuck at the house with them because it's 30 degrees outside. The roads aren't even icy. Snow's not falling down. It's just cold and I just, I don't understand it. It's a very Louisiana thing. Now I will say Louisiana cold is a different level of cold because of the humidity, which people, if you, unless you've experienced it, you really don't understand because 30 here, when you get that wind chill coming off, like, and combined with the humidity, no matter how many layers of clothes that you wear, it go, it cuts through you. I mean, it's fucking freezing. Um, but I still, I don't I don't agree with the state shutting down like that. I just think it's a little ridiculous. I love how, like, the Grindline podcast that covers the Detroit Red Wings, just like we do, they were like, wait a second. Your kid's at home playing hockey because, like, his school's canceled because it's, like, 25 degrees out? I don't understand. I'm like, dude, same. It kind of makes sense.
0: And, I, I you know, it, I might have to pull out the dad card here. It might make sense because of, uh, you know, Joe, you don't have kids. But, you know, okay, so here's the deal is last night – um weather was supposed to come in like the cold was coming in regardless but then there was also supposed to be like it could have been snow it could have been rain we really didn't know and the way the forecast was going was that it was going to come in overnight so like rain and snow or snow rain or snow or something was coming in late last night and nobody really knew what was going on so while annoyed that in 2024 it's we're recording it's January 16th. My kids have been in school for exactly four and a half days so far this year um, due to like just the, you know, holiday time and then weather and then weather again. Um, I do understand them saying, Hey, let's just, let's take no school today. And it does throw parents into a a terrible situation, but they didn't know what we were going to wake up to with buses and stuff in the morning and people driving. And, And there were, you know, there were, icy bridges and that sort of stuff. So just to be precautionary, that makes sense. So yes, I don't think it's the cold. It's, it was the unpredictability of what was going to happen overnight as temperatures drop. Now, here's what I'll be really pissed off with is the cold temperatures. It's not getting out of the twenties basically here today in Louisiana. It's sunny out, like at least in South Louisiana, it's going to be cold again overnight tonight. Like in the, Mm. in the, in the twenties, probably wind chills and like the, you know, single digits or, or, um, teens, So if they close school tomorrow, then I'll be mad because there's no precipitation coming. It's just literally going to be cold. The ice should be off the road with the sun out there. So then that's going to be some BS. So long story short, Joey is like, I feel that. But also as a parent, I'm kind of like, you know what? I I get it. Um, I'm also lucky that I can work from home. So it's not like, you know, I'm I'm in a lucky situation. Other parents have to go to work, that sort of stuff, which sucks. Absolutely sucks. So no, it's a, it's a joke. I mean, this is how it was. Like I lived in Arkansas and Fayetteville for like five, six years, seven years, really like in two different stretches. And, um, they, they are better at handling it. They have, they have plows. They don't salt. They use sand. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they will have school if there's some snow, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of snow, but it does snow a lot up there. So they handle it a little bit better, but also like in Fayetteville, it's all, it's in the Hills. It's in the Ozark mountains. So like it's extra icy and you, you can't mess with that. So, You know, I kind of understand. I've just kind of come to accept it. And
1: I've accepted um, it. I'm just critical of it. Yeah. No, I get which it. So how anyway. I view pretty much everything in my life.
0: <laughs> Anyways, beanie weather. My kids literally this morning, they were like, they were, I, I tweeted a video of my son playing hockey. We had uh, the neighborhood rat kids over here. Like as in like the, just the kids who get outside and play all day, which is just awesome. It's how we live. Oh, it's a bunch um,
1: of Brad Marshons running around playing yeah, hockey in the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> they were, there was, there was,
0: they were all playing hockey. I went out there and played with them for a while. My daughter wanted to play. We were playing hockey in the driveway um you know so yeah yeah no yeah exactly is there's no school and the kids are still playing outside and they went to the movies just now my wife took them to the movies so long story short is it. it's weird but it's a uh, life in south louisiana and then just i i i deal with it because Um, And enjoy these times because, you know, it is miserably, horribly hot and disgusting for like four months. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it gets back up to and this has been, you know, the weather outside is weather. Um, But on Friday, I think we're back up to like 55, 60. So, I mean, this is our two days of cold and then it's going to get warm again. And then we'll have maybe two more days of cold and then we're in springtime. So welcome to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I was I was really hoping for snow. So it's cold
1: freezing um i got two pairs of socks on right now because the room that i'm in which you've been in the room plenty of times like it doesn't it for some reason this room gets hotter and colder than any it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever but this room right now is actually very fucking cold despite having the heat on in my house it's 72 it does not matter in this
0: room, dude that's another thing too about louisiana so this is like i guess apparently a weather in the south podcast yes is um growing up you know up north and i'm sure it was like this in washington state for you is like the heat registers like the 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 heat vents are, are were in the floor of my house because heat rises.
1: Yeah, well, I had the heat vents in the floor, yep.
0: In the south, the heat events are in the ceiling because cold air falls right so yeah. uh not built for for staying hot so like you've got really tall out you got a nice place and really tall oh, ass i just re- i just
1: redid the whole place too you'll have to see it next time
0: oh dude i, I can't wait um yeah. now that we, like we've gone through the three months of sickness i can come hang out with you yeah. um <laughs> we'll both be in a, in a bubble boy outfit like alder huh? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway long story short is uh <laughs> that it's hard to keep and you got that outside wall with that window so like and there's like probably one vent in there so it's like the heat just stays up at the ceiling. so if you
1: like climb on yeah, the ladder there's a vent and it's one i'm looking at it and it's in the middle of the wall about 12 14 feet up
0: yeah it, yeah it's like 14 foot ceilings in your damn place dude it's pretty high yeah, yeah if you ceiling. got if you got on the ladder you'd be like living in tropical weather up there I
1: so. actually have a ladder for, for this place just so I can put stuff in storage. <laughs> and even then it's not tall enough. It's a six foot ladder. I'm six, three. So, dude, which by the way, this. it is like a survey. I think the Kraken have like the shortest team in the NHL. Like every dude is like right around six foot. I would go in there and add size to that roster. I'm just
0: saying. Yeah, you would, you would. That'd no. be awesome. Well, speaking <laughs> of the Kraken, um, you know, it's cold in South Louisiana, but the Seattle Kraken, even after last night are still hot. So let's get to your Kraken reaction all right last 10 games uh after that shitty loss last night which was we'll talk about which
1: is that's all yeah, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about it
0: we are 9-1-0 in our last 10 games epic record-setting win streak yes. um the only thing that stinks is Edmonton Oilers, the other hottest team in the NHL, currently the hottest team in the NHL. They still got a ten game win streak going on. They um, won but,
1: again. I thought that
0: they lost last night. No, dude they they uh, they won. Um, the Kings and the Knights have been struggling. The Kings have been on a huge uh, losing streak, like a four game losing streak. They won. Yes, and the Knights, the Golden Knights, won last night too. But let's get back to the Kraken, dude. Like they have just been awesome. Like they have been playing like they needed to play. They have been. They it clicked. Things work. Yes. They have got four second lines. Uh, you know, like Jared McCann said. Um, like I tweeted, which I tweeted that that one tweet I put out uh, the other night um, after the Vince Dunn coming up to defend his boy uh-huh. uh, Maddie Beneers. and I just basically put like. <laughs> you know, Vince Dunn, This is awesome. Uh, I want the, you know, fuck you vibes only. Yeah. Um,
1: solid tweet. I mean, a, a plus, plus, plus on that, by the way. Yeah.
0: Lots of the, most of my tweets are just like all caps, like just like, ah, dad tweets. And then Joey yeah. comes in with the sweet memes. So when I get these in, like I, and, and I gotta be, I gotta flaunt it for one second. No, um, I was going to
1: text you about it. I was like, yeah, he's, let, let, let them revel in this right now honestly. i was
0: i was shocked though that it did so well but anyway like i love that shit like i love that i see these people coming in and, and like trolls and be like oh, there's no place for that but then also like why
1: is he doing that and da 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 it's like no if that's exactly your fucking teammate man also, that's what i want i know i didn't realize that the sport of hockey had so many people that just are so up their ass that they just can't enjoy shit it's kind mm-hmm. of unbelievable but hey it's yeah. it's the internet and uh if that's how you want to partake in sports, then, you know, I feel I feel bad for you. I, I hope that nothing in real life happens to you because good luck handling that.
0: Yeah, well, we spend too much time on Twitter. That's the problem is we spend, we <laughs> yeah, that, say that, all time. We
1: live, we live in the Internet. So. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, it's troll, troll city. So um, anyway, that was, you know, that was uh, that was awesome to see. And we're coming yeah. off of the Pittsburgh loss. Yeah. Um But let's go back in time a little bit to where they just went on this run. They've been in the middle of this run where they're beating teams that they should beat. And it's just an awesome thing to see after such a weird start to the season. But the team's cruising. Let's go back to uh, last Tuesday uh, to Buffalo before the epic, you know, 15 feet of snow fell. Uh, The Kraken snuck in a 5-2 win over
1: the Sabres. Absolutely unbelievable, man. And I, if I would have known this stat going in, I would have put some money on the game. Uh, the Kraken going into the game are 4-0-0 all-time versus Buffalo. They leave Buffalo 5-0-0 all-time. And, you know, Buffalo, they were buzzing early. Um, you know, Skinner Skinner uh, scores like four fifty seven into the game. Uh, but that, I mean, Joey made a ridiculous, I mean, 19 saves in the first period alone for Decord. The boy stays hot. Pro-Joey pod. 36 total saves in the game. The Kraken end up winning 5-2. Uh, your man, Dundertaker, he gets a goal. Strong PP on the play. Gordo gets a goal, and it's a typical Gordo goal. Uh, it's off a rebound. That was his third goal in three games. Uh, Schwartzy, he's back. He gets the tip in. He ends up with two points on the night. Um, beers for Beneers. And, dude, I went back and, look at this, and looked at this shot multiple times. I was trying to see like exactly where he put it. I, I, at first, I was like, did he go five-hole? Dude, he fucking wristed one over the pad, but under the glove of the goalie. I mean, the window for him to get that shot in was ridiculous. And uh, 11 skaters for the Seattle Kraken for this win ended up with a point. Three of them had two points. And Schwartz, who I just mentioned, Golvin and Borgie. So just an absolute all-around team win. And this is what the Seattle Kraken do. This is how they win games. And this is the team's identity.
0: Yeah. I just loved that because I was nervous about it and I, I, I did not know this stat and I didn't, but I had a, I, I had a, and I'm glad you looked it up because I had a thought. Um, I was like, man, I think we, I think we, I think we beat the shit out of the Sabres quite a bit. Um, yes. But again, like, you know, honestly in this, in this winning streak, things flipped from, Oh God, here comes a loss. You know, it's just going to sneak up on us to like being confidently cool mm-hmm. about knowing that the Kraken are handling their shit and, 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 doing great so yes. i felt really good to go into buffalo and and you know oh god we've never lost to the sabers before this is obviously a trap game we're gonna lose this game and then walk away they're going oh cool five two that's pretty awesome
1: yeah couldn't agree more man and then moving on i mean there's been so many games every other freaking day but uh thursday at the caps and you know like you talked about on the last podcast episode you look at the standings i mean they're they're in the middle of fighting for a playoff spot as well the Kraken end up winning the game four to one. And let's just talk about the thing that's going, has already turned into a meme, a gif, whatever, is Joey Decord's insane diving save uh, first period on Connor McMichael's shot. The puck kicks back out to him, and he gets a perfect rebound opportunity on basically a wide open net, because Decord's on the ice, sprawled out. And he kicks up his leg, and like scissor kicks the puck out of midair. And they show Driggs, Sitting on the bench, giving Joey, like, the stink eye, the side eye. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, all he could do was no words. And after the game, Decord is like, when they had a TV timeout, they're both looking at each other like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, how did I even do that? And it's so, like, emblematic of just how Decord is playing right now. I mean, there's no words for the level that he's on. And Driggs saw it and, you know, one professional goalie to another – just absolutely, you know, giving him his flowers and he deserves it. The Kraken end up winning four to one. Uh, friend of the pod, Carts, uh, he has a dart. Uh, he ends up scoring and he had a nine game goal drought. So that ended him. Uh, Wenny, by the way, Wenberg, I can't talk Sean this guy passing ever again. He had a move where he gets the puck on a breakaway, but, got, but has like two defenders on him. He uses one of them to like set up a screen on his own goalie and fires one out from about 25 feet and just fucking buries it. And I'm like, when the hell did Alex Wenberg start doing shit like this? Um, Schultze, the former cap, he ends up scoring. That's his second goal in five games. Larson, the big cat, he scores. Um, and at this point, um, after this game specifically, DeCord improves to 7-0-0 in his last eight games, the 1.14 uh, goals against average. Uh, Tom Wilson, side note, was out of the game. He had a broken nose, but they did get TJ Oshie back carts um, in the big cat who I already mentioned became the 15th and 16th players to score for the Kraken during this win streak, which again is just me, you know, stating, this is how the Kraken win games. It's a, uh, the Adam Sandler meme. This is how I win.
0: Yep. Just a awesome win against a team that, you know, is kind of like right there in the hunt, just like we are. Um, and they did the thing just absolutely great and love, love the fact uh, of what Joey DeCor just keeps on doing, which is absolutely insane. Yes. Um so the fact that he just kept on rolling, um, really, really awesome. So the winning streak keeps going. Yes. And then it keeps going. Again, Saturday at Columbus, uh the Blue Jackets are shitty. And we <laughs> gave up some goals, but at the same time, you know, we came we came out on top scoring a shit ton and winning seven to four.
1: Yeah, and this was for me and I and I want to talk to you about this thing specifically. For me, this was actually the most impressive win of the win streak. And I know that might sound crazy because like you just mentioned Columbus is a shitty team, but the Kraken get off to a slow start again. They very quickly go down one nothing. But this is just a game that from start to finish, like the boys really didn't have it going for them. Like they just you know, they're on a very long road trip, they're tired, they've won a bunch of games in a row. And Columbus is a team, and I talked about this on Kraken Pot After Dark, but Columbus is a team that they're not playing with anything to lose. Like, who gives a fuck? They're going out there and just playing hockey. Like the Kraken has all ha- they have all the pressure on their shoulders. Again, I just didn't think that they had everything going for them, but good teams. Find ways to win. And it was great to see like Eberly, he scores. He ties the game at one. Uh Columbus immediately takes the uh takes the lead right back after that. There's a bad deflection off of Dumoulin that goes in. He makes up for it later. Dumoulin actually ends up having a goal. Father Canner scores twice the 15th and 16th goals for him on the season. Um, and then the play of the game for me, and this is what really turned everything, and you already kind of mentioned it. Sillingers hit on Maddie Baneers Now, I don't think it was a dirty play. I don't think it was boarding. I think it was a bang-bang hockey play. Um, it just happens. That area of the ice always makes me uncomfortable where they're right by the bench because you know the board doesn't go up all the way. It's like kind of like up to the midriff, right? So if they get hit and they fall forward, it's not going to be fun. What I loved about Dunn was no fucking hesitation. Zero, like skates over while skating over. I don't think it means Cylindra had a chance to really fully see him yet. His gloves are off and he is delivering right uppercut after right uppercut and fucking drops him. And it's so – and that's why, again, we live on the internet. This is not what everyone's opinion is. But when people start saying like, oh, that was a clean hit, you don't do that. Dude, I'm not arguing whether the hit was clean or not. I don't give a shit about that. It's a matter of this guy is the face of your franchise. If not now, then certainly in the future. He's a guy they're investing in and building around. You can't let other teams fuck with you like that. And right before that play happened, and I and I missed this during the broadcast, I actually had to go back because people were like, oh, did you see what, um, what Columbus is doing? They had a play where they were lifting the leg of Joey Decord and trying to get him out of position. So Columbus basically decided we're really going to muck this game up because we're, we are the inferior team, and we're going to drag these guys down and play some dirty fucking hockey. And right after the play on Decord, it's the hit on Beneers. And Dundertaker was like, fuck it. I, I, we're not doing this. Like, we're not doing this. I'm going to show you that you can't do that. As a result, the Kraken go on a power play. And who scores? The, Col- the former Columbus Blue Jacket, Oliver Bjorkstrand. And the Kraken go on to win 7-4. That was the momentum shift for the game. And that, for me, is another reason why this game was the biggest, most impressive win uh, of the winning streak
0: yeah I like what you wrote in the notes. most impressive win because the boys didn't have it, but found a way to get it done. yeah, and that is the tale of the second half of the season so far. They did not know how to get it done in the first half, but they have figured out how to get it done in the second half. and that honestly right now is is probably I can't think of the other two, but I can tell you that the top three moments of the season so far is the dundertaker Maddie Bener cylinder thing. and I, it was agree, it was a, a boor, it was boarding. Did Sillinger intend to do that? No, but he still did it. And and I'm telling you, Undertaker with the fuck you vibes only. Don't fuck with us. And I hope that continues. I want to see that shit. I want to see that all day because that is called getting geared up for the playoffs and showing y'all, hey, look, last year, you know, Dallas muscled us, you know, into exhaustion and we've got to be ready for that. So awesome win against the Blue Jackets last night. Last night in
1: Pittsburgh. Last afternoon. Way too early. By the way, afternoon hockey, unless it's the winter classic, I'm out. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Dude, I don't like the energy of it. I literally,
0: um, I didn't tell you this, but that meeting that I had, it, it, went, it was great. It was like supposed to be an hour. It went on for like two and a half hours. That's how they it, work, li- yeah. it literally covered <laughs> It literally covered the entirety of the game for me. Well, and then I had to drive that home. That to like,
1: saved you. So you're out there making money and you missed out on a fucking trash hockey game.
0: Just a bunch of bullshit. Now, there. Now look, I, you know, I kind of tweeted some stuff in the morning and then uh, about the game, but I didn't watch any of that shit. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to let you kind of just kind of lead the way on this is the controversy over starting Joey Decord, especially with the Rangers, you know, playing in New York tonight. Yes. Um, a Back to back, you and a lot of Kraken pod uh, friends and, and Kraken fans were not happy about this. Explain this. Like, where were your head? Where was your head
1: at? I don't even think honestly that there was that much of a controversy but it was something that was really bothering me that I publicly shared while I was watching the game and I think I actually said something right like right before the game was about to wrap up. For me it's not about the result. I personally believe that the Kraken lose this game whether DeCord or Driggs is in net. Um I didn't have a chance to go back and take a look but I don't remember the last time Joey DeCord was not the starter in net. Um I think that this was the perfect opportunity to rest him, especially on a back-to-back because he's clearly gas. I mean, the game against Columbus didn't look good for pretty much anybody. And again, not only did he deserve the rest, but the way that he's been playing for the Seattle Kraken, he deserves to get the start in New York, in Madison Square Garden, and by the way, against the better team. I want the goalie that's been hot, I want the guy who's like Vezina level. I want him rested going against the far better team in the New York Rangers. And it's not a knock on dreams. It's just my mentality around it. Period. Like the Rangers are first in the Metro. The Penguins are fucking sixth. And also for some reason this year, the Penguins have not performed well against the one B or backup goalies against teams. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's like, it's not even like an anomaly. Like it's almost like a fact at this point. I don't know what's going on, but this should have been the opportunity for Hack to give Joey the night off so we can have our best goalie give us the best opportunity to win tonight in New York against the Rangers. And for whatever reason, he doesn't get the start. And another thing that bothers me about that is going into the game, Hack also knew that we were down Maddie Beniers, Bubble Boy Burakovsky, and also Vince Dunn, our leading defenseman. And as Nick Olchek pointed out, not only our leading defenseman, leading point scorer on the team who provides offensive depth to the Seattle Kraken on the back end. And then after the first period, we lose Adam Larson. I mean, this game is over. Like, we're not going to win the game. Why the fuck is Joey getting the start? As someone that has watched hockey for a very long time, I would love to hear your take on it because I am very perplexed as to why Hackstall thought this was the right decision. I don't understand it whatsoever.
0: I have faith in Hack. And he's turned this team around. He's figured out how to get these guys' mojo going. So I I think he knows how to best manage the team. And honestly, listening to you talk about this, totally fair assessment. But then I looked on our notes. I started looking like, okay, yes. Tuesday against the New York Rangers. That's tonight, January 16th, Thursday at <laughs> Edmonton. Edmonton. So I'm wondering if this choice... To to keep Joey going may have may have been because of Edmonton and not the Rangers.
1: I thought about that as well.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering if because honestly, to me, like, yeah, do we want to beat the Rangers? Absolutely. But do we want to beat Edmonton? Holy fucking shit! Yes, especially especially if they. And I don't know what the Oilers' schedule is. I'm I'm assuming they play tonight or maybe even Wednesday. Um, I'll, I'll look that up real quick, but. I really want to fucking beat Edmonton, the the now, you know, the hottest team in the NHL, right? Next to us. Yeah. I really want to beat them in their own barn. So I think that's where hack's head was at. I'm playing I'm playing hack advocate right now. No, I like
1: it. I I wanted this is why I wanted to talk to you about it. And by the way, I've also thought about that as well. And in my head, I was like, even if DeCor gets a start in New York, he gets a full day off before Edmonton. But that again, I think that you can kind of look at this scenario and kind of twist it into whatever you believe is the right thing to do. Mm. I just, with all the injuries going into this game or the illnesses, apparently, which by the way, you'll like this. I actually have a conspiracy theory and you're usually conspiracy theory guy. So after, <laughs> after the game against Columbus, right. And I was saying this during crack and pot after dark, because I didn't have a chance to see who was going to get the, uh, the Davey Jones hat. But I was like, it better be Vince Dunn because his you know what he did to sell uh, to Sillinger and all that, like shifted the game. So he does end up getting it and it's Adam Larson, his line mate that gives it to him. And then the next, and then the next game they're playing Pittsburgh, like what, like a day and a half later, they had a day off. There's not a lot of travel between Columbus and Pittsburgh. My conspiracy theory is the undertaker and the big cat went out on the town to have themselves a night because, because Vince Dunn was out due to illness And then Big Cat, I don't think it's been officially released yet, but he had to leave after the first period, apparently also due to an illness. I'm like, these motherfuckers are hungover for Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's my conspiracy theory. I'm like, Mm -hmm. is that a coincidence? I don't know, but it's fun to think about. So,
0: lots going on. You know, Maddie's on IR, which sucks. Uh, Wait, is official as of today? It's official. I just saw it on Twitter. yep, he's on the IR. so that kind of messes up a little mojo there. John Hayden just got
1: recalled from Coachella. Well, if you like grit, that's a good thing because uh Hayden doesn't doesn't play no shit, so that's going to be a plus.
0: yeah, and I, I think he's playing with the rangeer he's playing against, you know against the Rangers tonight, and the Rangers are pretty physical. um so there's that. I just looked at the schedule, uh and the Oilers play the Leafs uh tonight in Edmonton. So that's gonna be a really great, you know, uh Canada matchup. Uh, you know, two tough teams. So there's a good chance to end that streak there. So I kinda I I like where hacks heads at in, in general about this management here. Um and we'll see. So hopefully you know Joey DeCord gets two days off in a row because we're really gonna need him yeah um to you know do his magic against the Oilers because those she's man. The Oilers are just on fire right now. They get I, I tweeted yesterday that like uh, we had gotten our gold differential down to zero.
1: Oh, on the dot, man. I, I was I was saying happy gold differential day to all those who celebrate.
0: Yeah, and then we lost three nothing last night. So we're down, you know, we're in the in the minus. In the minus. We're minus three now. <laughs> but the oilers, just to show you how hot they are and how their big stars are waking up and and they're scoring and is there, they're they're plus plus twenty one plus 21 we're tied right now it
1: all changed when right when right when they fired their their coach like Mm -hmm. a quarter of the way through the season they're like fuck that we're not remember and that was right before they played the kraken because you and i Mm -hmm. talked about it like every for some reason the kraken are always in the middle of just other teams going through some major changes for the yeah. better or for the worse.
0: Yeah. Connor McDavid knows. And he said, Hey, coach's got to go. And they said, okay, sure. So yeah, got, got him out of there. So anyway, we're, you know, points wise, we're tied with Edmonton for that second wild card spot, but here's, what's great is the Kraken, as long as they just play competitively through the, the rest of the season and, and, you know, obviously win more than lose, which I just don't see the wheels falling off right now, barring anything, you know, like we, we can't foresee. Um, you know we're in a great position and we're heading into you know not the home stretch but like we're looking at it and we can see it so you know we're right there in the mix and you know the western conference um is a, is a tight tight race there's a lot of tight races across the whole league so the league's in a really good position right now and and the Kraken yeah we in, you know it's cool with the Kraken and like you know Maddie Baneers the IR it's not cool but Him going to IR, but like we've dealt with injuries off and on all season long. You know, like we've had big guys go in and out. And what's awesome is, again, referencing what Jared McCann said the other day is basically, you know, we're made up of four second lines. Yeah. You know, and um, we just kind of replace and we know how to do it, which is awesome. Which, by the way, somebody on Twitter said, like, what does that mean? I think that was another don't know them question, um, which is a great, great uh, question. Is basically like if you think about it, is your first lines usually like your your best players? Your second line are like your second best players. Third lines typically have some sort of specific use to where like there's talent, but there's also grit. And your fourth lines usually like your grit guys, your guys who go out there and just match up sometimes against like the best, uh, you know, the first line of the other team, their defensive, you know, rock stars. They don't score a ton of you know goals, but that's what's different about the the Kraken is there's they have they ha- all their lines are equally talented going both ways, defensively and off offensively. And I think that's a really awesome way to look at it. Uh, coming from Jared McCann, father Canner pretty much nailed it. So oh dear. I mean,
1: he completely em- embraced it. That was the game that, and I, okay. So I've been critical on, on hack uh, on the goalie situation. I applaud him for the move. Like when he moved Canner down to the fourth line to be the fourth line center I w- and Canner was embracing it. And that was where the quote came from. Yeah. And, the, and we're just lighting the lamp. And I'm just like, man, this is awesome because, like, you really look at this team and the depth across every line, like you just mentioned, is is pretty astounding. But it's hard when you go into Pittsburgh and you're down three players, two of which you don't expect.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. um, You know, it's it's uh, it's we got a long stretch, and again tonight, Rangers in New York, Thursday in Edmonton, and then Sunday at home versus the Maple Leafs, uh, which is going to be just interesting because all really good good teams, so three uh, very
1: good teams in a row but do we get to watch because this podcast so we're recording it's tuesday the 16th like the game is tonight i am so fucking pumped to watch the kraken in the garden on tv tonight with fordlin jt on the call Uh, i think edzo's gonna be there too i i hope he is but man i'm i'm just i'm so jacked to watch the boys play in the garden
0: yep i'm pretty pumped about it too so kraken still feeling hot. I think, uh, it was time to end the streak. A lot of pressure there and losing against Pittsburgh and <sighs> fucking Sidney Crosby and those guys who just continue to get the it kid. done. How about
1: two goals at 36 years old, 19 years in the league, Jeff, and look what he's still doing. And I, you know what? He's on my fantasy hockey team. So, uh, ah. just saying, I mean like the Kraken took the loss, but I was like, well, at least I'm getting points there. <laughs> uh, he's on pace for 50 and I got to give credit or credit
0: credit is due. I think he's a whiny bitch, but at the same time, yeah. you know, he's, he's earned it a little bit. So, Uh, speaking about future whiny bitches, which he's not, he's not. Uh, news from around the (laughs) NHL. I don't think he comes from, you know, he comes from the school of, uh, of literally of Sidney Crosby, but he's, I don't think he's like that. But yeah, Connor Bedard, people freaking out. Um, he resumed skating after being injured, breaking his jaw January 5th. The Blackhawks still say that he is on that timetable for a six to eight week return. Yes. Um, he was shooting yesterday. He was light, like light skating, light shooting, wearing a full face shield. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also in the weight room working out. so he's on the path to get back. I know last pod we were kind of talking, and Joey, you were like you know astonished that I thought that he would still win the Calder trophy. Yes. Um, and you know, we still have six to eight weeks to go and we have you know he's still the league leader in rookie points, but you know other guys are going to catch up to him. Um, I think that they definitely want to get him back. Uh, to uh, claim that it's going to happen, Hawks are one and three since losing Bedard to injury. Um, and by the way, we have the bottom of the barrel bowl going on tonight. Is the Hawks are playing San Jose? Uh, I'm not <sighs> exactly sure. Uh, which you know who's hosting it, but I'm sure the seats will be filled with people uh, <laughs> to watch that, which is awesome yep. with no Bedard and that's there's that. Um. Now the Blue Jackets I, thought, I lo- we've had some awesome drama so far and last last episode we were talking about the whole Philadelphia Flyers situation and the trade and Torts um, which which by the way Torts is, is is now being kind of talked about as a, a
1: Adams trophy uh, finalist, you know, coach of the year, basically. I um, mean, I don't know about that, by the way, Dreesdale goes over to Philly and then immediately goes on like the injury report. I'm like, this guy can't fucking stay healthy to save his life. I still, but I did go down a rabbit hole of watching just torts interviews. And I I'm with you. I actually love the guy. I love, I love the, uh, he's how great. Coming. I mean, he is to put it, to put it pol- politely. I mean, holy shit. This guy does not pull punches. Oh my God. What's going on. I'm getting notes from my, my
0: dad, uh, group is apparently Baton Rouge has already canceled school for tomorrow. <sighs> you know we're not in Baton Rouge. That's uh, like an hour away from us. But like, they're not getting precip. I don't know. Anyway, God dang, it's it happened
1: here. I'm telling you. Jeff is no one can see, but Jeff is banging, I'm beating his the table on the, on the table. It'll be fine. It'll be You're fine. That table like Dundertaker treated cylinders face. Life is good.
0: It's just can't can't get any normalcy going. It's like we're in between moving houses and and then we no school and it's like, Jesus. Anyway, All
1: right. Yeah, no, it's a lot, man. I mean, I'm, I'm I got a lot going on and I don't have any fucking kids. I don't know how you do it.
0: Yeah, we got good kids and they're self but like also too, like we also try to limit, you know, like TV shows and devices and stuff. And yeah,
1: like I cool. said, they're good kids are self-sufficient. You'll leave them for hours, if not days at a time on their own. They handle it just fine.
0: Oh yeah. We just go, you know, down to Bourbon Street, my wife and I, and we'll just like just yeah. hang out there and hey, just it's just Friday night.
1: In- Mom and Dad are going out. See you Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm.
0: Daddy yeah. needs mommy and daddy needs their juice, and we're gonna yeah. go down and you're
1: five. Um, you understand. There's some peanut butter in the in the cabinet, just knock um, yourself out
0: waffles man the toaster yeah. works fantastic yeah, so they're very
1: they're very self-sufficient oh they're it's too.
0: coming now i'm getting more texts. new orleans some schools have closed like it's happening all right so mersleykins elvis mersleykins uh on the on the blue jackets i didn't know this was going on and he's 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 you know he's been around the league for a while with the blue jackets but he basically he basically said um hey i'm requesting a trade i want to get out of here um You know, he got, he, he got pulled in late December against the Leafs after giving up a couple goals, uh, for an illness after the first period. And he had, he had, he is the big cat. He had some stretches of being pretty decent this season. He's also on a shitty, shitty team, but he's also in the past. He's been, you know, he's been a good, good goalie at times, plenty, plenty good. Uh, he said, yes, I requested a trade, right? Sick because I'm really mad. Uh, I'm mad internally and I'm just blowing out that monster and I've got to keep going. He didn't say who he was mad at. This is from NHL.com. Don't worry about, don't worry about it. It's personal. Um, you know, and he basically goes and say, I was hot. I have nothing to hide. I was hot and I was, uh, pulled off. So he's really pissed off. And then the blue jackets coach, Pascal Vincent basically said, this is like, uh, talking about the benching. He knew he was going into the net and this is kind of talking about like, um, you know uh, what happened i think in the in the maple leafs game but this yes. is great i love this he 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 says back he says he's not a young guy so he knew what he had to do so i didn't have a conversation with him yeah. per se about okay. this so uh basically <laughs> he knocks him by saying he's not a young guy. So they hate each other and he wants to get the fuck out of there. And I just yeah. love that drama, which is fantastic.
1: So I love it. There has been, uh, and I agree. I, I obviously can't speak historically cause I'm still pretty new to the game, but there has been a lot of drama this year. Don't save the drama for your mama. I fucking love it. Give me all the NHL drama. Grow this game via controversy. <laughs>
0: we, we want it.
1: A couple of surprising things that I saw looking at sort of the stats
0: uh, and, and like the standings. is like I didn't realize the Panthers had really like just gotten hot um, over the past. Dude, month yeah, or so. they, were to,
1: they were right behind us in terms of a heater. It was like Edmonton, us and Florida.
0: Mm-hmm. So crushing it. Um, yeah. I love to see the wings still doing great. Um the Jets are like the talk of the league. The Winnipeg the Jets peggers are
1: pegging right now.
0: Oh, man. The peggers are, are pegging everything by like just literally having a peg in and net.
1: No loo just and pegging everybody they come across.
0: Connor Hellebuck, which the guy's just fantastically awesome. So their coach is also in the coach of the year talks. I, can you tell I'm watching this a lot on DraftKings Sportsbook? This, yeah, uh, Adams I can race, tell. Which is fantastic. So uh, there you go. So there's kind of your uh, look around the uh, NHL. And speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, um, Man, I got to tell you is I have not. I have not really put I need to start putting the good vibes only um picks out before games because yeah. I've I haven't won anything in a while and I feel like because I didn't publicly share them that's why I didn't win. And I was so mad before the Columbus game, I just felt it. I felt it and I picked the the Kraken to win and I parlayed it same game parlay, good vibes only parlay with on the DraftKings sportsbook app um and I I picked Jared McCann to score. And then I picked him to get over two shots. It was like over under two on, yeah. on shots. And then I was like, Oh my God, sweet. I knew it. I knew he'd score. I was looking at the box score. And then I was, I went back to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and I had been like kind of in a hurry to place the bet because it was close to game time. Yeah. I, I accidentally picked Schwartzy instead of Jared McCann. I don't know how I did that in the shots. So, like, I was thinking that I was picking and getting Jared McCann over under two shots. And I was like, yes, he had like four shots on goal that game. So, long story short, because I was uh, not paying attention and going too, too fast, uh, I missed out on like a hundred dollar win. Oh, Dallas dude, games. me.
1: I mean, I was annoyed because I was looking before puck drop against the game uh, um, against Columbus. And I'm like, give, and I, in my head, I was like, I want the over on goals and I want the Kraken to win because it's Columbus. But I wanted to pick the former Blue Jacket to also score a goal. Bjorkstrand. All three of those things hit. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching the game, I said out loud, "I was like, son of a fuck."
0: Yeah. No. It's son. Son. It's a great. It's a great. Just expression. Son of a fuck. It's our next T-shirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it tonight, though. I'm going to put something down. I'm going to. I'm going to wait for the vibes to hit me, and then I'm going to put out the good vibes only parlay. Um. And and by the way, you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code thpn the hockey podcast network we're members of this proud members um use that code new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey that is code thpn only on DraftKings sportsbook official sports betting partner of the nhl the crown is yours bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net and see our show notes for details and then uh, I don't know how you're doing on maybe your resolutions, but you got a resolution to to get out there and you know hit the gym and get the runs in. But sometimes, like if you don't have the, I'm, I'm a big music vibes guy when it comes to working out, especially like hitting the weights. I need the music. I usually do a little podcast action, listen to some of my favorite pods, um, including the Kraken Pod to get our get our count in, our counts up. Um, to to listen, I, I love listening while I'm running and working out. So you know, make sure you are checking out Raycon, okay? Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. You can listen to what you want to, when you want without breaking the bank. Uh, Their whole deal is you should not have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get, you know, the 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 earbuds you can get the bluetooth speakers and you can get that for like a fraction of the fruit brand prices and the quality is phenomenal the battery life is phenomenal the protection you can get like two years of product protection for just a couple of extra bucks free domestic shipping Tons of awesome, cool features, all the earbud tapping, noise isolation, awareness mode. Uh, also, too, like, uh, you know, I've used some of these earbuds in the past where, like, a phone call sucks. Music's great. Music, a phone call sucks. Awesome, crystal clear call quality with the Raycon Buds. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off raconcom slash thpn. So this, uh, no dumb question, Joey, this is like kind of a, you know, we, we, we're, we're getting them on a regular basis, which is awesome. Yes. Um, we're, we're getting some very specific ones. This one kind of like, I remembered seeing this come in, um, via DMS on Twitter at Kraken and pod. And I read it and I said, that's a great question. Cause I've always assumed this is, I knew what happened, but I didn't really know. So, like we started, you started looking into it. I started looking into it and it's pretty awesome to like, kind of learn how this is different across the league. Basically, no dumb questions. If you have a question that you are like, man, I don't know the answer to this. I don't feel like Googling it or I've tried. I don't get a good answer. Ask us. Other podcasts might shame you because, oh God, you don't know everything about hockey. You don't know every single stat. You don't know um, goals against expected average. Um, taint size. You know what I mean? Like you don't know those. Yeah, There's so two, many stats two, two and a half
1: half inches. That's yeah. goals average taint size right there, dude. I'm telling
0: you like the stats yeah. are getting very invasive. I think it's yeah. a little bit of a problem. It's the, getting the a NHL, weird. It's getting a yeah,
1: I don't weird.
0: know when they started factoring taint size to NHL uh, hockey stats, but like we've reached that point. Yeah. It's really it's like weird. the
1: nerdy side of book talk. It's getting, yeah.
0: Weird. When John Forslund like references that I always kind of cringe a little bit. I know he has to, it's just, you know, I know it feels, he feels dirty doing it, but like that's his job. So anyway, long story short is ask us your no dumb question and we'll be glad to do it. And this is pretty awesome. Jada mid daddy on Twitter, who Mm -hmm. apparently or his name
1: is Jay. We can go go by Jay,
0: Jay, damn, damn mid daddy, Jay, Jay, damn it, daddy. Jay Dammit, oh, Jay Dammit Daddy, that's it. I don't know, okay.
1: I have no idea, I'm just being stupid.
0: Anyway, Joey, what is Jay Dammit Daddy from Japan? <laughs> what is uh, their No Dumb Question question?
1: Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. His No Dumb Question question, again, shout out to Jay, member of the KrakenPod fam who is in Japan currently. Um, he's actually joined on Kraken Pod After Dark, which, by the way, subscribe to our fucking YouTube page, at Pod. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, his question is, what happens to all the hats that get thrown on the ice after a hat trick? And this is a great question because something that I haven't thought about but also just made some assumptions on. And it sounds like, Jeff, that you're on the same page. But what I found out is that hats are either... I mean, there's kind of two options here. They are either given to the player who scored the hattie. Now, they typically will choose one that they want to keep uh, they're not going to keep all of them, right? They're not going to be like, oh yeah, I'll take 273 hats home. Um, but hats are given, a hat or hats are given to the player that scored the hat trick. The organization will collect them. Like, hey, how many do you want? Which ones, etc. Um, and you put one. Wait, so you have a? I didn't see this note until just now. You said there's rumors that Ovechkin actually keeps some of the hats. Uh, I did not know that. Care to elaborate?
0: Yeah. I read a bunch of articles like you did because team teams handle it all differently. And in this article, uh, that I think came out of Toronto is like, there's, it says in there's like, it's rumored that Alex Ovechkin keeps a hat, you know, from each hat trick that he's had and he really, you know, enjoys that. So I love that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. I did not know that. Um, Another thing organizations do is that they will donate the ones that are in good condition and they will toss the rest. And I actually found something really interesting where uh, the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes said that they actually freeze the hats in a freaking walk in, uh, like walk in freezer for one to two days so they can get rid of all of the bacteria. And after they are done freezing the hats, they then donate them. Uh, to a nearby uh, charity, and Jeff, you also have a note in here that uh, some teams will donate to charities that are specific that specifically deal with hats. I think that's freaking incredible, and also uh, something that I uh, came across I thought was really interesting and an example of an organization keeping the hats uh, that are tossed onto the ice after a hat trick. Columbus Blue Jackets, their arena, they actually have saved every hat. That was tossed onto the ice from the first ever hat trick in that barn, which took place in 2001. So that's a very specific case of an organization keeping the hats, but typically a player gets to choose or they're going to do uh, to donation.
0: So I always thought that, and maybe we ask Piper Shaw or we ask the PR folks from the Kraken because we don't know. Um, Although there's only been two hat tricks, you know, between Ebs and, and McCann, yes, um, in the history of the, the Kraken, and I don't remember did they, if they happened at home or not. Um, but like, we need to ask and see what's going on. I always assumed because I was like, there's no way they just like throw the hats out. Uh, I always assumed that they went into some sort of big bin, okay, and then like they got they got taken up to the concourse or something. And, and hey, get your hats after the game. Uh, if you wait 20 minutes after the final horn, uh, go to section 218 dah, 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 to claim your hat. I always assumed yeah. that would go on. And then um, one of the articles I read, because some, specifically, I forgot which team, maybe it was the senators do this. And then the GM that they asked or the, the facilities guy, they asked, hey, do people actually come do that? And he said, very few come get their their hat. Um, so, but like, I love hats and there's certain hats that I absolutely love. Like if I threw it on the ice, which I would, if I'm like at a cracking game, right. I would throw it if we had a hat trick, but I would be like, man, I want that hat back. Cause like I'm very particular about it. So I don't know if it's like, it's literally going, you have no chance to teams go. You have no chance to get this back. It's going to charity immediately or the player can do something with it. Or do they have a policy? It seems like it's team to
1: team. So we got to find out what the Kraken... It is It is team to team. And I was trying to find something specific for the Seattle Kraken, and I could not find that. So uh, we need to do some, uh, some deep diving, pun intended.
0: You know what I'll do is I'll just the uh, tweet to Piper Shaw see if she can do some investigative journalism for us. Yeah. you know she's not busy, lot. so
1: you should just hit her up for all of
0: our. No, movies. she's not. In a, <laughs> she's not in the middle of a back to back, you know, coverage yeah. event. Yeah, uh, type on thing. Like so. day
1: number nine or ten on the road or whatever it is at this point. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Going across the country and back.
0: Yeah, but anyway, that 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 was an awesome. I did not realize that it was so different. I always kind of thought that everybody did the same thing. Um, so that's pretty cool that, uh, it's different for everybody and sounds like, you know, throwing your hat on the ice, um, something good will happen from it. So if it goes to charity, that's totally sweet. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Um, anyway. All right, cool. Well, that's the no Dem question. Um, hold on. Now I'm getting more texts about schools. Sorry, I'm getting totally distracted, but we do need to roll into doing our three stars of the week. I did look at yours, Joey, and I'm going to share number two with you. Can we, can we do that?
1: Yeah, let's just uh, fuck it. We'll do it live. Okay,
0: cool. We're gonna share number. I'm
1: gonna, we're gonna share number two together. Like I'm gonna say, like at we're the same time.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about it at the same time. Like, okay. um, my third star of the week is the house stuff, which mm-hmm. isn't really like it's a positive and a negative. Like, so the long story short is like we bought a house because we had it was an awesome opportunity. We had to jump on it and jump on it. Jump yeah, on we it. did. We bought the house, but we were we were we were lucky. We were able to buy the house without having to sell our house, but like we have to sell our house. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like we can have two houses. Like we can we can exist like this for a short time, but we can't for a long time. And mm-hmm. the market has screeched to a halt uh because of interest rates and it's like after it's just a dead time. It's January. Nobody wants to buy houses and shit. So like we're living in house limbo because we're taking things to the new house. There's some work getting done there, like popcorn ceilings are getting removed. So like we can't popcorn move in there
1: ceilings. Yet. You buy a house like buy like an old seventies porn house. Like what are do you doing? Popcorn ceilings. Come on,
0: dude. It was built in eighty five, and um, there's there's it was updated like ten years ago, but they kept the popcorn ceilings. Yeah, so. like
1: do everything, but the popcorn mm-hmm. ceilings stay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> exactly so uh we're getting that removed so we can't move our shit in there so we're still here some of, yeah. a lot of our stuff's in the garage but at the same time we're still living in our old house oh you're and in purgatory it, we are we're in house limbo and if there is a, a showing we have to like spend an hour to like straighten up a little bit and the kids you know love them but man they just mess stuff up in two seconds and so we're living in this weird just zone and um um, I put that third just because like, it's so top of mind. I can't really think of anything else. And on top of the kids being out of school and all, it's just life is really good. We're still positive vibes only in this family, but I'm just looking at, I'm just thinking about marks. I'm thinking about that master's party at the new golf house and, uh, I'm there. So anyway, that's, that's my third star of the week. It's just, it's really not necessarily a, a great thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just a thing that it's occupying a lot of my fucking mental and physical energy.
1: I do not blame you whatsoever. I have been in that process without a family and it is uh, not one I care to repeat, but I know I will one day. Um, Anyways, my third star of the week is just football. I mean like, and specifically the coaching carousel. Things have been absolutely insane. We're seeing like a once in a lifetime shift in both college and professional football that has already started to send shockwaves throughout both, especially through college football. Pete Carroll ends up coming to a mutual decision. I think he was fired without being fired from the Seattle Seahawks to where he steps down. And on the same day, if that wasn't enough, and I was processing that news, um, Nick Saban, the most, the most winningest you know, head football coach in college football history, ends up retiring from the university of Alabama. And I'm like, what is going on? And then the very next day I wake up to bill Belichick announcing that he is moving on from the new England Patriots. And now John Harbaugh is, there's a lot of rumors about him leaving the university of Michigan. This is insane. Um, Like Pete Carroll was with the Seahawks for 14 years. Uh, Why is
0: Harbaugh leaving? Hmm. I don't know, because they're about to have their uh, national championship
1: stripped from them for all the cheating they did. They're definitely not getting stripped of that because they already dealt with the penalties. He's basically, by the way, you know what he's pulling? He's pulling a Pete Carroll. Remember when all that shit went down with USC? You know what happened? Pete Carroll left immediately after that season and went to coach the Seattle Seahawks. He went to the NFL. Um, Yeah,
0: you're right. He's definitely looking at his brother with the Baltimore Ravens and going like, I could do that better than him. He sucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, give me, you know, give me that payday. I mean, he's going to get paid a crazy amount of money, probably like a record setting amount of money. And, and hey, also, sense. Bill Belichick is uh, allegedly, apparently interviewing with the Atlanta Falcons, and there's a lot of interest there, wow. which that would be super oh, interesting no. to have him come down to New Orleans twice and a they're year. Not a
0: bad, they're not a terrible team. Either. No, they're not. They have a good roster. And he could yeah. do some serious God work Dang
1: there. it. But, dude, it's just been crazy because, like, again, the shockwaves throughout all of this especially through college football, have already started to uh, have been felt. Uh, so Kalen DeBoer, who was the coach of the University of Washington, just took the Huskies to the national championship, lost to Michigan, et cetera. Um, he is leaving the University of Washington to go coach Alabama. So that franchise and that football team, I mean, they're in shambles. Good luck recovering from that. The reality is you might not ever fully recover from that because the dude just wins. Um, that's a really hard, uh, to move on from. Um, so you have Alabama players, you know, that are leaving and hitting the portal because Saban's gone to Boer leaving Washington. So now they don't know what's going on. And then another team, uh, gets poached. Jed fish, uh, the coach at the university of Arizona who put together a very good football team as well. They're going into the big 12. He ends up getting poached by the university of Washington to coach for them. And so that uh, now all those players are in the pool. Like all these things are happening. And if Harbaugh leaves now leaves a spot for the university of Michigan, they're going to go out and get some big player in college football too. And this whole domino effect is going to happen again. I've never seen anything like this before. Um, I just find it fascinating uh, to see the shockwaves and the after effect that it has on all these other you know, teams and fan bases, and it's exciting, and it's also shitty, and there's just a lot of emotions involved. So that's my third star of the week.
0: That's awesome, and I feel that. I feel like I'm just so jealous. Football just continually, constantly captures the attention of the entire nation, and there's just no – that everybody else is a far-distant second. And I love it. Absolutely love football. And that brings us to our combined second star of the week. Joey?
1: No, fuck that. This isn't my second star to talk about. We just share the star. This is this is you to talk about. You've waited years. So go. Just
0: fucking, here's the deal. Grew up in Detroit. Grew up watching football in Detroit. I My formative years as a sports fan started around 10 years old guess what that was? That was literally the Barry Sanders era. That was the just like, when I described house limbo earlier, that was like this football purgatory. Like, God, they're just, they, they they can't, you knew they weren't going to be good. You watched Barry and then you watched Megatron, Calvin Johnson, and then you watch them both retire. Like, man, this franchise just sucks. And just, you know, and then I would say like mid two thousands, I was just like, I'm, I'm a Detroit sports fan always. Right. And um, I love the Lions, but like, I just took a 10, 15 year break. Just like, I follow them. I watch, you know, I watch some games when I can, but like I had, I literally, this is a weird and I think other fans who aren't in Detroit, I can't imagine like, you know, the, the Lions fans, the millions of Lions fans in Michigan who have to face this every Sunday. Like I kind of had a break of like, I just can't, I grew up watching 20 years of just, well, they figured it out. Uh, I've moved to Louisiana, you know, since this time. I've become a Saints fan. I'm definitely a diehard New Orleans Saints fan. But in the back of my mind, like, I've always been kind of watching the Lions. And and then when Dan Campbell came around and they were on Hard Knocks two seasons ago, you're like, oh, I'm seeing some shit here. This is pretty cool. So we start paying more attention. And the Saints keep doing their bullshit. They just keep doing their bullshit. The stuff that's just the mediocre shit. And And I'm telling you. Joey, you, you probably know this, but like as a, you know, now living in Louisiana, a former New Orleanian officially, you know, there's a lot of parallels. And I'm not the only one to say this between the city of Detroit and between the city of New Orleans, like just good, hardworking people um, love to have a good time, com- you know, completely different in a lot of ways. But like we've been through a lot of shit um, each city and we've been through a lot of shit with sports, especially with football. And there's just so many parallels there. So like, I just feel like it's fate that the second star of the week is your fucking Detroit lions who did the thing, did not fuck it up, played like a a football team that was playing another. I hate to say this, but like playing another team um, that was really good. And I'm going to say this too, is like, again, the, the, the new Orleans saints parallels is arch nemesis, the LA Rams. We got fucked over on the, the no pass interference, the no call game in 2018. I was fucking there. I saw it. I'll never forget walking out of that Superdome and just like the quiet anger of what happened and to see the Detroit lions come in and play an awesome game, a slug fest, um, makes Matt Stafford sad, which I love Matthew Stafford. I love him, but also too, I love seeing him a little sad. He was a little butthurt that he wasn't celebrated uh, a little bit more. And I love that shit as they sent the LA Rams Rams packing. They, they gutted it out. They did what they needed to do. I'm on Ross St. Brown, the third best receiver in the fucking league, somehow still goddamn underrated gets that first down at the end of the game. And that was the big fuck you. It's over. Just everything about this team is destiny. The Detroit Lions, second star of the week. Holy shit. First time that they've won a game in the playoffs in 30 million years. Uh, I literally watched the last game that they won. I remember it specifically against the Dallas Cowboys. I remember them losing to the fucking uh, Washington at the time. Redskins, racist bastards and uh who went on to the Super Bowl that year all these fucking things and the Lions did the thing they beat the goddamn Rams now they're going to go play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also a hated rival of the New Orleans Saints although the the Bucks feel like we have a rivalry when we really don't I guess long story short did I just emotionally dump all my football shit onto the second star of the week
1: I'm here for it man I'm still I'm still here
0: Good. All right. The Lions, man, playing against the Bucks next Sunday. Just I'm here. I'm not even I'm not I'm just not even paying attention to the rest of the damn league. I am. But like the Detroit Lions, I'm t- a team of destiny. Now, the Bucks scare me a little bit, but at the same time, like they absolutely don't. Uh, and the Lions, I think, are going to just do a curb stomping on this team in Detroit because these fans, that guy going viral. Uh, crying in the stands at Ford Field. Uh, just weeping when the team won. like he's lived his whole life. He looks like he was maybe a little younger than me. I'm 44. He's lived his entire life with just just garbage. Like he was every fucking Detroiter right there who loves the lions and I'm just I'm just feeling it and I, the my son is into the he's into it. He's here for it. He watched the game. just just was phenomenal. So long story short is I'll stop talking. This is now becoming Detroit Lions, Detroit Red Wings and Seattle Kraken podcast, but holy shit. There you go. Does that does that help? Is that good?
1: I've never heard you curse so much in my life. I'm very proud of you. Um, did you see Stafford afterwards say that he's happy for the team but say nothing about the fans because he was booed? What a bitch.
0: Like <laughs> dude. He's always going to be loved. I mean, that's the thing. Is like when this is all over, which it is now because they're going home. It's like, yeah, Matthew Stafford, dude, like just loved you as a player here in Detroit, but don't, what do you expect? Like, what do you expect? This is bigger than Matthew Stafford. Also too, you couldn't fucking get it done, dude. Now, again, you know, we had to deal with the ownership. Ownerships had to come a long way, but you know, we love you, Matt Stafford, but like you and your family who have, they do a lot for Detroit and they still, they still do a lot for Detroit, a lot of charitable stuff and they still care about the city. So that's awesome. But football talk, this football shit is like, yeah dude, like go home, okay? Go home. You're not a lion anymore. Sorry, brother. This is bigger than you. This is this this is this pain and anger and what happened and the the energy we put out on Sunday night is bigger than your 12 years in Detroit, dude. Okay? So just chill. Just chill. Go go back home to LA. Thank you for what you're doing for the city of Detroit, but just you know, in a week we'll love you again, but just fuck off for a second. Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah, and also fuck the Rams and fuck Sean McVay. I mean, oh, I can't, I can't I stand, I can't stand that organization. They don't even have any real fucking fans. They should have kept the Rams in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Can't stand McVay. Everything mm-hmm. about him is just obnoxious, annoying. I mean, I respect him as a coach. What he's done with that team, with very minimal on that roster, is impressive. But just fuck them yeah. overall. Oh, no. and by the way, and I think the only thing I will say is with Dallas losing, which was <laughs> amazing with dallas losing and detroit getting another home game against tampa bay unless detroit completely shits the bed you basically guaranteed punching your ticket to the nfc championship game
0: i'm not saying shit dude because i this this, the, the the whole story with what's his nuts uh uh at quarterback for the bucks he's all you know beat beat up um you know he's he's a scrub but he's somehow piecing it together they they they're a good team, defensively a good team. They got some good shit going on. So like, I don't, I'm not saying shit. I'm not talking shit against the bucks right now. I'm not going to curse us. I'm just hoping the, the lions energy, you know, comes in, but I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. Is like, there's, there's a path. There's a path. We got it. We got to get this energy. If the lions can somehow do the thing and get to the thing, it's going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. So yes, you know, playoff football is just phenomenal so pumped i'm gonna be i'm gonna be ready to rock next sunday which is which is awesome so yeah um all right all right so I, I just went on like crazy i need to
1: hear some dude joy. i loved it i just I let jeff cook that was yeah. your moment man um what, what's your first star My first star of the week and i'll make this quick is just it's soup season right yeah. the weather here like yeah. we talked about for the first 47 minutes of the podcast um is cold so soup season is here did some uh, chicken tortilla, some slow cooker soup last night. I made enough yeah. to feed a family of twelve, which is enough for me for about three days. I'm very, <laughs> very excited. I did forget to pick up chips, which I need, but I'm ex- I'm pumped. It turned out good. As soon as this, as soon as we're done with this episode, I'm going to have a giant bowl of a uh, chicken tortilla soup for lunch, and I'm I'm very, very pumped on that. So that's awesome. That, the best. Um, um, it's it's soup season. It's so we're in it.
0: We're having soup tonight. We're having Italian Italian sausage kale soup, which is like my wife made. Dude, them. I had
1: some. I had some of that without the soup last night, but I had it like with potatoes instead. I it wasn't oh, the soup. So good, man!
0: Italian sausage is an underrated thing. Just like the loose Italian sausage, like throwing it, man, it's so good. So flair. So I'm I'm all about the soup. We had pho last night. We got pho. La- hey, by the way, that should be my first star. I feel like a douche. Uh, <laughs> is uh, it was my my wife and I's uh 13th wedding anniversary yesterday and we didn't do shit but we got pho and we had some really good wine from one of our trips which was awesome because like we woke up this morning we had you know not, we didn't drink excessively but enough to be like all right you know it could feel a little weird the next day or not so good but we had one of the really nice bottles of wine and like feel great it's like it's in- insane like when you have a good bottle of wine um just how good you feel but anyway long story short the there soup you. thing we're doing the soup tonight man and um i'll give credit though like uh i don't know if you do the costco thing but like uh their chicken tortilla soup you know it's it's you know mass produced pretty solid pretty good also yeah. what's your what's your chip brand what's your what's your chicken Dude, I, that's
1: the thing see i've i've spent way too much time thinking on this i still don't have like a solid like i mix it up every now and then because i still haven't found like the one company i'm like these are the chips sometimes i like going this is going to turn into the chip talk Sometimes I like going with the classic, you know, like the triangle shaped, like think of like what Doritos looks like, but more of a tortilla chip. Sometimes yeah. I like to switch it up and get the chips that are built like a scoop because I like to go Dorito in into kind of scoop, scoop, Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it really depends. Um, I do know, and I, I don't know the brand of it, but like the brown bags, you know, what I'm talking about where mm-hmm. like the, the front mm-hmm. is plastic see-through those yep. tortilla chips. I'm a big fan of, uh, but it, it kind of just depends on what I'm in the mood for really. You had Siete chips? Uh, dude, I probably have them. The worst with names. That's why I can't even remember the what al-
0: they're the almond flour ones, mm-hmm. Um, like this uh, out of Austin. Like, those are pretty, they've blown up. They're like huge, big brand now, but they're almond flour. Those are really good chips. Like, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big chip. We could have a chip podcast with it. Sounds like you're a chip guy like I am. So oh, I love
1: chips. Yeah. Chips I, are I could break this down.
0: My one beef with the Siete chips, while wow, they're great, and I think they use like some sort of, I mean, obviously they're using some sort of economical, probably, maybe a plant-based package, but like, you know how like that, this beautiful feeling of when you t- take the chip bag and just go whoosh, and pull it open. Yes. Always. Like you can't pull open the Siete chips. You can't, they don't, it's not made to tear that way. Like, I, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or maybe I'm just a weakling, but like, I'm a big fan of that initial, like whoosh, just like opening the, you know, pulling it apart. But Siete, yes. Um, Like you can't, you have to, I have to cut it open every time. So also, too, like, what's up with chip manufacturers not piling on the bags? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. It must be
1: some sort of conspiracy. Uh, dude, I, I don't know. I think about this all the time. Like, I, I it drives me nuts, too, when I don't have a bag that I can just easily open. And then I get double annoyed when I realize that there's no way of resealing this. So now it's either I got to crush these chips in, like, two days tops or find another way. Cause like the chip clip that doesn't always do the trick. Like, why can't they just make a resealable bag for every chip out there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You need to go hit the me. Need-
1: and by the way, that that's a major factor into my decision-making process when I'm looking at chips. I'm like, what's the, what's the opening process gonna be like? Are there chips that are gonna fly out? Can I just do it easy? What's the what's the reseal, you know, looking like on this? I mean, there's a lot of things you gotta think about.
0: Yeah, no, i we should have a chip. We should have a side podcast. Maybe we have one episode. It's all about chips. Yeah. Just chip talk. Yeah, no, I'm all about that. All right. So uh we'll wrap <laughs> this damn thing up here. But uh dude, I got some I got some breaking flag football news. Okay. Um more football talk. Uh we're getting ready for the winter season, which will start here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um man, we you know, last last season we went to the ship, you know, and we lost. Mm-hmm. Um awesome team players came together, same guys coming back. But after like several, you know, Ford, my son and I was only part of this team for one season, which was uh, the, the fall season. And they had, this team had been the Navy midshipman for, for many, many, many seasons, like for a long time. But there was an availability that we just had to take. Um, There was a team name that we had to take. And we have uh, breaking news. Um announcing it here is that in the Mandeville, Louisiana um FNA uh Football in America league is, you know, the runners up from last season in the in the second, third grade division. Um we're switching where I'm announcing here is we have a new team name. We've chosen a new um college football mascot team. Okay. Any any guesses?
1: Give you I, one I, don't guess. Like they, I don't like how they switch up teams this often. Like, why can't you just be the midshipman until they're like in 13, yep. but I'm going to uh, give you one
0: guess. And I'm going to like it. Call it a yeah. Wait, <laughs> Seriously. Buffs. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Let's go. Prime Let's time, baby. <laughs> go. I'm going to, I'm going to need you showing up. I already <laughs> talked. And here's, what's awesome is like, and it's, it's all, it's cool. It's cool. Our head coach, our, our head football coach is black and he is totally going for it. He wants to be called coach. His name's, we, Call him AP. So he's now A Prime. Stop um, it. Are you serious? I'm not fucking kidding, bro. He, we already changed the football uh text thread to Go Buffs Productions because it was Oh, mid- my God. It yeah, no, I'm mid- showing up to a game in
1: all Buffs gear. This is amazing. I need to oh. I need to see this and, and and tweet it out there and tag Coach Prime so he can see the impact he's having on kids in Mandeville, Louisiana, playing oh. for the Buffs with Coach A Prime. Do you see that? This, <laughs> this was, this was, uh, when was oh. this? This was.
0: Last Dude, Thursday. I'm so we,
1: pumped. I, I, no, I'm i seriously going to come. I'm seriously going to come. You're going to be spending a lot of you.
0: time up here, man. We got the foot. We got the flag football. You got to come to a flag football game. You got to come to the master's party.
1: Yeah. When are you going to build me a second house in the back just for me to exist in?
0: Yeah. Also, the house we bought is is uh, only has three bedrooms. So I'll
1: take care of the popcorn ceiling myself. It's OK.
0: OK. So I would like that because it yeah. costs a fuck ton to.
1: I'm take- well aware. I, I've done some home renovation work myself. It's not fun it's crazy. We picked the guy who was the most expensive and it's
0: good, but we probably could have anyway. Okay. So <laughs> dude, you're coming... I'll get the schedule and we'll, and I'll tell, I'll tell you a team to come up and and be part of this. And you gotta, you gotta be like our, like, we'll bring you in and we'll just like tell the kids that like you played, you played football there. And just like, maybe you can give like a pep talk or something like that.
1: Uh, dude, uh, i dude, oh I asked actually, well, you know what? I was the videographer for the football team. So I like was officially part of the team and they've, uh, that um, for the Colorado the team, yeah, and the videography team has actually gone on to win multiple Emmys. So you I were, very, yeah. Fun look! Look at
0: this little nugget at the end of the crack. I know. Pot. I'm trying
1: to be like you with your Arkansas mascot hammer days. You know, I'm oh, trying to throw dude. some throw some surprises your way.
0: <laughs> thank God that was. Thank God that that <laughs> ended just as as the iPhone came out. Thank uh, God, because like there are literally only um, printed pictures of that situation. There's okay. no digital there's no digital pictures of that. So anyway, but dude, that's awesome. You totally I'm going to get the schedule. I'm going to ask a uh, coach A A prime right now if we have the schedule yet. I like it. Let's do it. All right, sweet. Okay, sweet. All right, awesome. Well, man, football heavy. Did we talk more about football or hockey in this episode. I don't remember right now. I don't know. Either.
1: I think I just blocked out for the last 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, pretty awesome.
1: All right, dude. All right,
0: sweet, man. Life is good. Kraken are just rocking and rolling, and that will continue. I do not see a downfall. Man, playoffs are around the corner. Um, it's, it's just a great 2024 so far. So on behalf of Joey, have yourself an awesome, fantastic week. Let's go Lions. Go Buffs. Go Kraken and we're gonna leave you with our chirp of the week.
2: I wanted this job bad because I felt like I knew this community, I played here, all right? Here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're gonna say, well, what's this team gonna be? What's it not gonna be? Here's what I know, all right? I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people, all right? This community is strong. this place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're gonna win this many games. I can't, That uh, none of that matters and you guys don't wanna hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language, all right? Here's what I do know is that this team is gonna take on the identity of this city, all right? And the city's been been down and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. uh, We're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before. Before long, where are they going to be the last one standing?